we can bless and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We are able to exalt the Lord our God and worship Him and join with the heavenly host this morning in crying out blessing and glory and honour and power and wisdom and strength be to our God this morning. We just exalt and praise you, Lord, in this place. Hallelujah. This morning, we, um, we have a wonderful occasion, and I'm just going to take a few minutes now um, to uh, just step aside while Alan and Andrew come um, to, to dedicate and formally welcome little Nathan into our church. Now, the purpose of dedication, Jesus was presented in the temple um, at a young age and he was brought before God's house so that he could be blessed. And the role of dedication this morning is for us to formally welcome Nathan into the church and for us to bless him and to bless his family. And thank you to those of you that have come um, to see this event especially because um, at the end of the day we... We love and appreciate you as Nathan's family uh, and we thank God for you and we thank God that he has been um, given, the gift has been given to a righteous couple, Luke and Adonna and the fact is this is that we know that because they're blessed, he's going to be blessed too, just like his older brother in the corner who's looking at his Thomas Biscuit still probably. And the thing is this, is that, you know, we, we, are, uh, we are privileged that we've been blessed with another person joining our fellowship. How about that? Joining us. And I just want to read one little bit of when Jesus was presented in the temple. In Luke chapter 2. And it says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit, he wouldn't see, he wouldn't, his life wouldn't end before he had seen Jesus. And when he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when his parents brought in the child Jesus, he took up his eyes and blessed God. And I'm just going to Just read a couple of sections of this. His eyes had seen salvation, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Now, we're going to believe that Nathan is going to make a commitment when he's older to serve Jesus all of his life. And the thing is this, is that this little boy could bring, will bring revelation to the unsaved. He's going to have the little light in him that will never go out, a light in him that will always shine. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The fact is this, is that everyone who is born of God has the Spirit of God inside of them, and we are just dedicating this time now in Jesus' name. So I'm going to ask Alan and Andrew to come, if that's all right, and and, uh, take over proceedings for a short while. Do it last time. Do what you did last time with Isaac. We brought, we brought the family up. And we prayed for them. 
And you've got to obviously tell us his full name as well. Yeah. So Nathan. let me give you a mic. <laughs> let me put me... Turn, turn me off. Yeah. Give us a testimony about how blessed you both are. Um, Nathan, his name's Nathan, as most of you know. Nathan Peter Johnson. Um, he's like our miracle baby, really. He's just a blessing. God spoke through the pregnancy, and it was nice to, for him to show his hand upon the pregnancy, because sometimes, most mums know it can be scary sometimes, especially towards the end. But God showed up, and he showed that he's a merciful God, and he's, his grace is always sufficient. And yeah, we just, um, we're privileged now to dedicate him to the Lord. He's blessed anyway, but we'll come to bless him publicly. Amen. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Nathan to me was a real shock. <laughs> but I have to say, I need some counselling, Pastor, I think. I'm okay, though. I'm all right. Don't worry. <laughs> but he's such a blessing. And, um, yeah, he is a little miracle baby. But, you know, the Lord does amazing things. You know, he gives us such a settledness, even that there was a lot of ups and downs on his journey into this world. Can we put it like that? Um, but, you know what, God, God brings something within your heart. And, and you just know, yeah, everything's going to be all right. Everything's working out. It's in his hands. And, uh, yeah, he's such a blessing. And he's a cheerful chappy as well. He loves to smile. And he likes to um, pull Isaac's hair and do funny things. So it's such a blessing. Anyway, couldn't ask for more, you know. Amen. Yeah, Isaac can come out. Where is he? Isaac. You might have to go and get him. Oh, wait, Jesse is going to bring him. That's his best friend. <laughs> It's wonderful, isn't it? it? The scripture says God will add to his church daily. <laughs> and this, this little one is one of those additions, and I thank, praise God for it. This is the future. The future. Hallelujah. And we're so privileged that God gives us children to come into the church. Because Jesus said, except ye be as a little child, in no way shall you enter into the kingdom of God. And when you look upon a child, you think, how helpless and hopeless they are in their own strength. And that's what Jesus was talking about, that we can't enter into the kingdom of God. We can't come to know God through our strength. We come to know God through the weakness of our flesh. Hallelujah. Some people were talking to me about Joanna and uh, I believe it was God's purpose that she's left us. God always has his way. 
And I w want to take you through some of that in two weeks' time. I hope I will be able to reveal to you what God has spoken to me over this period of time. And I want to say, without death, there is no life. And this is life, to know God. Hallelujah, from a young age, I just pray over you in the name of Jesus. Can you all stretch out your hands if that's what you're used to? Let's just stretch out our hands towards this family now. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, Andrew. Thank you, Lord, for this young, young lad. We just claim his life for you, Lord. We'll claim that he's going to know you as his personal saviour, Lord. And he'll do mighty works for you, Lord Jesus. Throughout his life. We just pray for his big brother, Lord. That he'll be a great strength and support to him. And you'll give his mum and dad wisdom, grace and patience throughout the life, Lord. In how to bring him up in the way that he needs to be for you, Lord Jesus. We just thank you for him, Lord. We thank you that he's, he's with us. We just bless him, Lord Jesus. Amen. We bless you, Nathan Peter Johnson, with the grace of God upon your life. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Really felt that the grace of God through every day of his life. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're all here because of the power in the blood hallelujah because jesus died we can experience life in this world and the next world hallelujah little nathan can experience a life in jesus because of the blood of the lamb hallelujah oh praise the lord this morning i want to read uh, some scriptures to you about a young man who was dedicated to the Lord. And I'm reading from the first book of Samuel. And, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase the first chapter in a bit. Um, but I just want to tell you that uh, if, you, if you're not too familiar with the story, there was a man, and his name was Elkanah. And he had two wives... Because back then that was all right. <laughs> now, for those of you who are still praying for a return, you can come out for ministry later. <laughs> sort you right out. But he had two wives. He had Penina, Penen, Penina, not Penini, Penena, and Hannah. And uh, Penina had children. And Hannah had none. And the situation here was that Peninnah would essentially bless the wife who had given him children. And Hannah was kind of left out of the mix. He did love Hannah. He did give her a double portion. But it says here that the Lord had closed her womb. And sometimes things happen to us that we don't quite understand. 
First Samuel chapter 1, verse 6, it says here, Hannah got a double portion because he loved Hannah. And it doesn't say because she was barren. It says the Lord closed her womb. Why, why would God do that? Why would God cause something not very pleasant to happen? Why, why would he do that? God's all loving, he's all caring. But why would he allow something to happen that actually seems to bring sorrow? And um, Hannah went on to say, uh, no, Elkanah said to Hannah, why, why do you weep? Why don't you eat? Am I not better to you than ten sons? But Hannah had a bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord. And she said, Lord of hosts, I'm reading from verse 11 now. If you'll indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget me, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And no razor shall come upon his head. And her prayer was so earnest. She said... In verse 15, I am a woman of sorrowful, sorrowful spirit. She was behaving in a way that was, just, was quite foreign. She was acting as if she was drunk. She's, she just was so in despair about this situation she was in. But I want to read a verse to you from verse 19. Then they arose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to the house at Ramah and Elkanah knew Hannah his wife. That means they slept together. And then this little bit here. And the Lord remembered her. Hallelujah. The Lord remembered this woman who was in suffering. He hadn't forgotten about her. He hadn't forgotten her cry. He'd seen... For some reason, God in his fullness decided that at that moment, that this situation where the Lord had closed her womb changed. Through death and sorrow and anguish came life. Through her mourning and being sorrowful and being barren, life came forth. The Bible says, unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. Sometimes aspects of our life have to go. Sometimes we have to get into that sorrowful place and then God will bring life. And I firmly believe that the seed that this week, that we on a natural level... See has fallen into the ground and died. I firmly believe that life will come as a result of dear Joanna and the way she used to minister. Life will come out of it. Life will be birthed as a result of death. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I sense a river of life 
flowing through this place. And it's flowing because there are people, and there's one individual in particular, who every day and every night would worship God in this room. She would wake up the neighbours at one in the morning. Hallelujah. Because of the worship going on, and we're enjoying that Jesus that's been worshipped in this place this morning. Hallelujah. Out of sorrow, life will come. Hallelujah. It says here that Samuel was born and dedicated. She called him Samuel because she'd asked for him from the Lord. Hallelujah. And she, and she kept her promise. She dedicated her son to the work of God. Donna, you have dedicated both of your sons to the work of God. Luke, you've dedicated your two sons to the work of God. You're not interested in what you want for them if it's not what God wants for them. Thank God that we have men and women of God who are able to dedicate their children and say, you know what, my son, my daughter is going to be like a Samuel. They're going to serve God all the days of their life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I I want to talk now a little bit. I want to skip a bit to chapter um, 2. And I want to read this song that uh, Hannah's prayer says, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. No one is holy like the Lord. For there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. The Bible says in the Psalms, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than high than I. And it doesn't matter whether you're from Africa or maybe the uh, Caribbean, uh, there is a chorus about, uh, I'm staying under the rock. The rock is higher than high. Jehovah has me. Go tell my enemies, people that want to annoy me, go tell them I'm staying under the rock. Hallelujah. We this morning are staying under the rock and under the blood where the devil can do us no harm. Hallelujah. If we can live in the spirit, if we can get out of our soul realm, if we can get out of what's going on around us and just live in the spirit, then hallelujah, nothing can touch us. Hallelujah. The prayer for Samuel was that he would serve God all the days of his life. And the reality is this, is that if you choose to serve God all of the days of your life, then you are, you, you, you're like a force to be reckoned with. You're a force to be reckoned with. If you're going to choose to abide in God, if you're going to choose to stay in the temple day and night. Hallelujah. Simeon was a spiritual force to be reckoned with. He saw, this, you know, you imagine Joseph, probably about 35, Mary, probably about 17, coming in with this little baby. It was Jerusalem. There was 200,000 people living in the surrounding area about the year zero or 6 BC. You know, there would have been about 300, 400 babies coming that day to the temple to be dedicated. But you see, when Simeon saw that baby walk in, he knew it was different because he'd spent time in the temple. And that is our prayer, that this little one will spend time in the temple so that as he grows and as he gets older, he will see when the Lord is moving in his midst. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, Samuel says here from uh, chapter 2, verse 26. It says, And the child Samuel grew in stature and in favour both with the Lord and men. And that's our prayer. That, you know, the thing is, is that we are about to go on probably a 18 to 25 year journey with Nathan now as a church. We're going to go on an 18 to 25 year journey. Just like Lisa's gone on an 18 year journey with Semma and the ones who are older than her um, and then the little ones as well. And you know, we've gone on our journey. Joe, Joe, I've worked out, Joe, that you are one of the longest people to have been in the glory way now. There's, there's only about a dozen people who have been in the glory way longer than you, you know. And, and you've still, still got, you know, it's like you go to bed in a Tupperware box. You're blessed, aren't you? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Am I allowed to tell them how old you'll be at your next birthday? Yeah, he'll be 30, you know. He's blessed. Because he's been in the temple, he's been in the presence of God. And blessing follows people who dedicate their children into God's house. Hallelujah. So, um, I just want to quickly turn to uh, an evidence of Samuel's first, almost, time when he got to hear God. And it says here, uh, chapter 3. I'm reading from chapter 3. It says, now, Samuel... But it doesn't say now, Samuel. It uses a little phrase. Someone want to tell me what it says? It says now, the boy, Samuel. We sometimes limit God, don't we? To only speak through people who are seasoned in ministry. We're not, we're not as bad here, obviously. But, you know, like, I heard about this woman who'd been in the church for 18 years and she got a word from God and she asked the pastor and the pastor said, give me it here on paper, I'll get back to you in three months. You know, and, and we limit God, don't we? But, it's, but in, the, in the days of the Bible, boys and girls could minister. Hallelujah. And that's what we're believing for as well. Hallelujah. We're not going to wait till he's 21 and he's been to uh, college and school and university. I don't think Alan will be happy if he goes Bible college. But, <laughs> but, but goes for ministry. The thing is, is that we, we can limit God. Those of you who've been around long enough will know that I first came into glory meetings when I was 14 years old. You know, and, uh, and I look at myself, I, 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 did watch, um, I did watch myself in 1997 last month. Uh, someone was desperate to see it, so I, I shoved it on and I thought, really? Did I say those things? Because the thing is, is we limit God. We say, well, people who minister, they've got to have all the head knowledge. Well, actually, no, you've got to have the heart relationship. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter whether you're 8 or 80. You can minister before the Lord if you've got the heart relationship with God. Hallelujah. And so we see here in chapter 3 that Samuel... I'm going to read this section. Now, the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days... There was no widespread revelation. Sounds a bit like today, really, doesn't it? You know, kind of uh, that it's rare to see revelation going on in our world today. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was lying down in his place and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he couldn't see and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel and Samuel answered, Here I am. 
So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you've called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the same thing happened again. Samuel heard a voice. Samuel said, Here I am. He thought it was Eli. May you, Luke, have a scenario where your children are hearing God's voice and they think it's you. Hallelujah. And then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Hallelujah. Thank God that we've got a young man this morning that we've dedicated whom we believe that the Lord has called. We are going to be excited about the rest of his life and what's going to happen in it. Praise the Lord. You know, and Samuel went on to do some amazing things. He went on to do the most wonderful things and then he anointed the king as well. And so the line continues. Hallelujah. And the reality is this, is that we can learn something from this. Jesus said, if you've got childlike faith, then you can move a mountain. Some of us have got a bit too old in our head. Some of us have got a little bit too old. A bit too old to, to rationalise. We, we want to rationalise things, we want to work things out, want to work out how it's done. Not too sure about that. And, and this morning, you know, kind of we're in a scenario where, where our head knowledge could get in the way of our heart knowledge. Our head knowledge could get in the way of our heart knowledge. We don't understand why. And then what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do when something happens to you and you don't understand why? What are you going to do with it? Are you going to keep it up here, like some people do? Or are you going to sink that message into your spirit and go, because he lives... I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. I know, I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. Hallelujah. And that's all you need to know. You need to know that he's risen, he's alive, and he's here for you. Whether you are someone who has come to church because you've come to support the Johnson crew. How about this? Um, how about this? I, I worked this out. Luke didn't know this, okay? If you know their address, it's very spiritual. But I'm not going to say your address because you might want to, you, you don't want people banging on your door at 11 at night, do you? But if anyone wants to come and talk to Luke, it's very prophetic, their address. Hallelujah. But where did I... Where, I'm allowed to say... Oh, Pilgrim Way, okay? How about that? How about that? You sure? There's only eight doors on that house. People... <laughs> It's only a little road. It's not like mine. It's got 300 houses on. Anyways, mine's Prince Road. How about that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, sorry? Well, there we are. There we are. Hallelujah. So, anyways, the only thing that we need to know, it doesn't matter whether you have come to visit or whether you've been here a while or if you're, it's, this is the first time you've been back for a while or whether you know you haven't been here. The thing you need to know is this, is that he lives so that you can live. He lives, he died, so that you could have life. Jesus died so that it isn't just for the special little boy anymore, but it's for everyone. Samuel was a one-off in his time. It says here that revelation was rare. Now it was going on. But it can be for you this morning. Hallelujah. And if you know that you used to hear from God, 
or you have heard from God and you don't hear from God anymore, then God can do a work in you this morning. He can bring about that childlike faith back to you so that when God speaks, you'll hear. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We need to hear the voice of God in this day and age. We need the direction of God. And I'm glad because God has said he will guide us into paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Hallelujah. If you need someone to give you a hug this morning, we will give you a hug, okay? If you're feeling low this morning, but there's something a little bit better than a bit of love, and it's this realistic reality that the Lord is your provider. The Lord is your shepherd, and you shan't want for anything when you've got him. Hallelujah. I'm glad this morning that we can lift our eyes to the hills at, and at this time, and we can say, where does our help come from? And you will find, you know, I I tried to buy something yesterday on PayPal and it said zero balance. That ain't good. That ain't good when it's zero balance. You know, you've got to to get a supply from somewhere else. You will never find God on zero balance when you call to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is peace for you. There is peace. There is joy. There is love. There is security in God. You know, this world is so insecure. This morning, we can run to the rock. Hallelujah. Nathan, whenever a trial comes, he can run to the rock. Hallelujah. He can run to his advocate. He can run to his protector. Hallelujah. And it says here that our help doesn't depend on anyone. Our help doesn't depend on any individual. Our help comes from the Lord which made heaven and earth. Hallelujah. He who keeps Israel doesn't go to sleep. The Lord is our keeper. The Lord is our shade upon our right hand. Hallelujah. The sun shan't strike us down. The sun's not going to take us down. We're not going to get sun sunstroke this way because God is our protector. Hallelujah. If you need protection this morning, if you need some security, if you need shade from what this world is offering, God is your shade. If you need a touch from God, if you need peace in your life, God is the peace giver. If you need something, whether it's in body, soul or spirit, God is the giver. Hallelujah. He giveth, he giveth, and he giveth again, as the hymn used to go. Hallelujah. We do sing he he gives and takes away. There's a couple of churches who have changed that line, actually, and said he gives in every way. And uh, and I think there's a happy medium between the two, as we've we've experienced. But God is a God who loves to give gifts. If you'll just open up your heart. Hallelujah. If you just open up your heart this morning and receive God... Receive him afresh in your life, then you, who knows what will be in store for you? You can end up like him. Hallelujah. You can end up like him. He used to sit there in his cap with his brother. Hello, brother. He rocked up. Yeah. He used to sit there with his cap. And uh, look at him now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, uh, and it was, uh, not that I'm making any personal judgment here, but, um, but, but about you, but everyone, um, that it was, 
It was the founder of the Glory Way, Henry, who said that once you get saved and once you get glorified, God takes you into the beauty parlour and he makes you good looking. Hallelujah. You'll look better when you spend time in God's presence. You will. Never mind going up to beauty therapies and paying 40 quid for someone to roll a blade over you or something like that. I read all sorts. They, they scrape your face off now in the hope that it will make you look better. They scrape your face off. And, and, and then it, like, it's one shedding of skin. But you can just spend time in God's presence and save all that money and tithe it instead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm not against cocoa butter and Nivea and L'Oreal. I just want to... Or Boots number seven. It's a good job I didn't leave that in the bathroom this morning, isn't it? <laughs> Hallelujah. But the fact is this, is that, yeah, as you spend time in God's presence, you'll feel better and you'll look better for being here. Hallelujah. And why can we have this joy? Some of you might be going, I'm really not sure about this. I'm really not sure how... So many people in this church can experience joy, but it's because the joy comes from him. The joy is on direct supply. We're not looking around us. We're looking to the hills because that's where our help comes from. Hallelujah. Thank God for your family, Pete. In the times of trouble, you know, you know where your bread's buttered. You know that God is there helping you and blessing every single one of your million family. Hallelujah. He's sustaining them. You don't have to worry about them, do you? Because God has got his eye on all of them. The Bible says his eye is on the sparrow. Little sparrow. And his eye is on you. Thank God this morning there's a psalm in Psalm 138 that says, God will perfect that which concerns us. So if you've got a concern this morning, there's like steam coming off your pen. You're such a blessing writing all this down. You should go and work in court where the clerks are like this, you know. You're keeping up with all these scriptures. It's such a blessing. He will perfect that which concerns you. You might have concerns this morning. Some of you might have big concerns. You might have worries. You might have burdens. You might have problems. You might have things that doctors told you and things like that. But God will perfect that. Which concerns, not the person next to you, you. Tell the person next to you, God's going to perfect that which concerns you. Go on. Martin, tell Dan that God will perfect that which concerns him. Yeah, any concerns you've got, that's it. You know. I got charged twice my phone bill last month and I rung up with a concern. I don't do complaints. There's no point frying your weight around. Hallelujah. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. But I rung up with a concern. And, and the fact is, is that the lady took on my concern and she dealt with the matter. How much more, our Heavenly Father, when we've got a concern? We can lean on him. Hallelujah. And at this moment in time, some of us are leaning on the everlasting arms because we're not holding ourselves up very well. But praise God, he has promised to never leave us, nor forsake us. If you belong to Jesus, if you've made that commitment, hallelujah, then you are secure. You're a secure asset for heaven. Hallelujah. You are an extension of heaven down here now. Hallelujah. And, uh, and then when the time comes, the asset's recalled. 
Hallelujah. And the thing is this, is that we, our citizenship is in heaven. Hallelujah. We have permanent residence in heaven. Thank God this morning for that. Thank God that we don't have any aggro when we get to heaven. There's no queue. No immigration officer. No stamps. No green card. Our citizenship is in heaven. We belong to him. And that's why, going full circle, whenever we are blessed as a church, because it's not just Luke and Donna that are blessed, the church has been blessed with another soul coming into it. Hallelujah. We should rejoice and be glad. Because, as Alan said, they added to them daily. He deserves the glory and the honour this morning. Thank you. Nula, can, can you get ready for that chorus, that song you wanted to do? You deserve the glory and the honour, if that's okay. He deserves the glory and the honour. He is great. And he will perfect that which concerns you. This morning, it's a totally optional thing. But if the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you and you've said, yeah, I need to hear more clearly from God, then as we sing this, I'm just going to open up the altar if anyone wants to come for prayer. If no one comes, it's perfectly fine. But if you need to hear from God, if you need a revelation like Samuel could hear from God, then you can come forward. If you need a touch in your body, come forward. If you need, uh, if you need discernment, if you need to know God's presence with you, then come forward as we sing this. Hallelujah. Because he is worthy.